you stir in your sleep. The sound of gentle, cautious thuds on the floor rouses you slightly. You smirk in the back of your murky mind at the effort. The sound of purring surrounds you like familiar white noise, followed by an even bigger thud on the floor next to your bed. A giant hand lays itself upon you with unique but unmistakable tenderness. Through thick and thin, you've come to rely and depend on the loyal, clumsy beast now settling in by the wayside. And it chose you, of all things, reluctant as you were in the beginning. There's a comfort in that thought, and in this moment, that nearly puts you back to sleep under your strange, weighted blanket. But you start to grow more conscious anyway. Where did your curious ally just come from? What is that smell? It's sort of metallic, but mixed with something sulfurous and acidic. The last time you smelled something near that combination, you were in the... Oh no. You were in the apothecary. Haggling with that stubborn elf. Things grew heated, voices and hackles rose, but nothing untoward was said, and your companion was told to stay put. But it wouldn't be the first time they didn't listen. Did they hear the shared agitation between you and the elf? Oh, no. You wriggle your way out from under the heavy palm and fingers spread wide across the bed. A skill, you reflect, that took you many nights of being pinned fast before you could master escaping by choice. Glancing down at the highly unusual yet somehow adorable creature, in your eyes at least, you sigh at the unmistakable smears of blood across its gray skin mixed with who knows what alchemical fluids. Oh, no. You follow the entirely too obvious trail of evidence to the front door, knowing exactly what you'll find, hoping, with futility, you are wrong. You are not. The crumpled and eviscerated corpse of the elf placed on the porch as neatly as can be, given the circumstances. And all you can think is, not again. Hey there, creatures, and welcome to Encounter This, a podcast exploration of the creatures from Dungeons and & Dragons and the lore that surrounds them. Hello there, creatures, and welcome back to another episode of Encounter This, the first one of 2023, Ooh. I think. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. My yes. clock says 23. <laughs> as always, I am your host, James, the beastly one. <laughs> and with me, as always, Freeman, the intelligent one. And today, he's going to be intelligenting me through 
the gray render found in Morton Kanan's Tome of Foes on 209 and Monsters of the Multiverse 146. That's a, that's an interesting duality there for uh, for a single creature appearing in two books. Indubitably. Well, we discussed a little bit off mic, and it's kind of known at this point that Monsters of the Multiverse repeated, a, 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 they just re-released a lot of characters and uh, a lot of creatures from the previous books into this one book. So it's it was a big compilation of uh, a lot of the previous ones, plus a, plus new creatures and, and new content. So some people said it was a cash grab to just like repeat the same creatures, but then other people kind of said, hey, it stops you from having to buy every single book as well. You can now just buy this one and get away with a lot more. So kind of off and on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, um, uh, the frustration I've had with it so far is that uh, they tend to remove content um and sometimes not for the better sometimes it's redundant or just slightly changed words um but um we will talk about that pretty much right out of the gate actually let's, let's get it over with uh okay. so we're covering gray renders i had never heard of these creatures i just picked them i just picked them from the the table of contents and i thought <laughs> these are neat <laughs> i'll do this um so in morgan Keenan's tome of foes it starts with a quote i suspect the gray renders owe their origin to the Niogi since they are often in their company. Those that appear in the wilderness are like castaways from frustrated Neogi masters. This does not appear in Monsters of the Multiverse, despite it being also a Morgan Kanan's book, quote unquote. Um, but what's frustrating about that is that there's literally no other mention relating these creatures to the Neogi other than this quote. So they effectively made it more difficult <laughs> to find the connection. Uh, or they right. seem to remove it for no reason at all. Uh, so I found that really annoying. I almost completely missed the connection. If it weren't for that quote and a little bit of information in the Forgotten Realms wiki, would not have known. Now, that being said, we're not going to go really into the connection. That's about all we get with the Grey Renders. But I have a funny okay. feeling I might go look at Niogi after this. So just to see what happens. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. Um, so yeah, that, that, that annoyed me right out of the gate. Uh, it's not just, just seems like a redundant thing to remove. And the, uh, the stat block and page pages in those books are basically the same size. So it's like, they just didn't. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. There was so it's, no, it's not like a, no change not like of a format. printing cost. No, no, not that I could see. Um, and, uh, they could have just put it in smaller, like <laughs> just, right. yeah, I guess. uh, <laughs> 10 point font instead of 12. Just dumb. Um, so uh, that being said, you won now with less flavor. <laughs> oh, God. Um, just salt. Well, just one one flavor. Salt. <laughs> 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 Lots of saltiness. Uh, so uh, as far as the origin goes to these gray renders, um, there's actually two. So that quote gives one. It seems to be. Um, they, you know, they might owe their origin to the yogi um, because they're family. Sorry, I keep stumbling over that that name, Niyogi, Niyogi. Uh, it's a, I don't know, it's a weird one. I can't get my my lips around it. Um, we looked it up, listeners. We did look it up, <laughs> and I still can't say it. Uh, so the other option uh, that isn't really explained any more than than the Niyogi uh, familiarity is that uh, their origins might be traced back to the inner plane of elemental chaos. Uh, which which you'll find uh, fits nicely in a thematic way, given their uh, the, 
the personality of these creatures. <laughs> so, uh, gray renders. Let's let's get some artwork up there because these are hulking beast-like creatures with a very active appetite. <laughs> yeah, the five E art at the very least reminds me of like a hippopotamus, but um, this yeah. this is three I think. I think so. Uh, this really puts their size into perspective. Uh, yeah. For the audio listeners, it's ripping like a literal tree out of the ground. And it doesn't look like it's a small tree. Like the the size of the roots kind of yeah, let you know that this enough. is, um, yeah, this is this is a relatively old tree. It's probably 10, 15 feet tall, the tree. Yeah. yeah I mean, these, uh, I actually, you know what? I might say it's smaller. So maybe the perspective is weird on that. Um, it Maybe it's not uh, appropriate. But that being said, I don't know the size of this creature in 3E, so it could okay. have been larger. But, I mean, this is a large creature. It's not a huge one. So, um, yeah. Let's check out the, uh, the the 4E, maybe. Ooh, that also makes it look incredibly large, doesn't it? looks even bigger. Yeah. Even. <laughs> that uh, looks like yeah, a... Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> this one looks like a, a Godzilla enemy. <laughs> like someone's in that suit <laughs> right it, it definitely has kaiju vibes it also yeah. for whatever reason really reminds me of the rhino from spider-man okay yeah like <laughs> may, maybe that. it's the proportions maybe it's the like the, the head hunched over wide broad shoulders yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i could see it uh kind of looks like uh you know uh sort of um what's the what's the uh, like artwork uh what's the pre like pre-stage artwork to like the films and stuff what's the word for that oh concept art concept art uh it's like concept art if if spielberg took jurassic park in a very different direction <laughs> <laughs> uh, right right uh this this is the original concept art for Ghidorah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, and then 5e, I think I like 5e the best because it's the simplest and it looks a little more bestial um, and less kaiju-esque, I guess. Um, yeah, the proportions are way different in 5e. Yeah. Like it, its legs don't look like actual tree trunks. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. It's got 5e's some massive good. shoulders and biceps though, like massive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's up like howling at the moon. Hmm. So yeah, these, these these gray renders henceforth probably just going to call renders. Um, that's what a lot of the, the, uh, wiki stuff did, but, um, they're like powerful masses of dense bone and muscle. They do walk on two feet despite looking like they, you know, they're hunched over and they look like they'd be very much like quadrupeds, but that can, you know, like, a, like almost like a bear posture, right? They can get up on those hind legs, but they almost right. look like they would be more comfortable on four, but it's not the case. Um, so the their arms are really long. They they always have that hunched over posture. Um, they drag along the their arms often drag along the ground when they're just kind of walking, um, and uh, the even in this hunched over position, they're they're basically their top height uh, is about nine feet tall. So they're pretty big, but they're not. Yeah, they're not ripping out sixteen big, foot but trees. Not big. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're not like they're not as big as the artwork leads them leads me to believe they yeah. are. And the shoulders, uh, in the 5e artwork, you can't quite see, like, the width. They look big, but you don't see the width. But they're supposed to be around four feet wide, apparently. Um, and are said to have the strength of a giant, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Which is quantifiable in this in this particular instance. Of course, but... <laughs> yes. 
<clears throat> so uh, hairless and gray all over. Uh, they have sharp claws, powerful jaws, black teeth, and six small yellow eyes that are sloped along uh, their, like, uh, sorry, uh, are lined up on each side of a sloped forehead, as is described. Um, so we got like three on each side. They're a little bit, a uh, little bit unnerving. The eye, the eye thing, I find. Um, yeah, they really are. But I have no idea what evolutionary purpose three of the same eyes in a row on the side of your head could possibly yield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it was a concern most... of the creators. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Whether that was this, the this... artwork guy or the Niyogi, <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> Um, right. I mean, the Neogi are weird enough in their own right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've got, uh, so these, these creatures, the renders, they have a very curious uh, craving from birth. Uh, it, it is a need to bond with an intelligent creature. This is like something that drives them. Um, and, uh, if they can find said creature, they basically will lend them great strength uh, and they have a very rather savage nature and, but, and are incredibly loyal in their protection of this intelligent creature that they find themselves bonded to. Uh, however, they are known to lack any sort of cunning, uh, <laughs> not, uh, not terribly, uh, smooth or intelligent about their approach with this. So before we get into that a bit more, I want to talk about some of the previous lore uh, I found the wiki that covers their reproduction, um, which is asexual. They actually form like these nodules on their body that eventually reach a level of maturity that cause them to drop off and begin a new life as another gray render. Uh, and the parent feels no obligation toward the young and they are left to their own devices. And so survival of the fittest at its finest and one can imagine that this would lead to a sudden burst in population in the right circumstances however this is extremely vague and we are given no timeline or number of nodules in fact in 3.5e it's actually described specifically as only one render produces one offspring in its lifetime only which is very much in contrast to the vague descriptions of 5e and while it's still produced asexually, it is formed and develops in a pouch or pocket on the render's body, which does not seem to exist even in the artwork. Um, so not a lot that, of consistency there. <laughs> that is a bananas direction that they took that. <laughs> right? And I find it really strange that that they've given almost nothing, but still managed to contradict themselves. <laughs> uh, it's, there's yeah. so little information and, and none of it lines up. Uh, so... They, huh. It seems to me they really decided to arbitrarily change this creature over the additions, um, even though it hasn't been around for very long. Um, so let's talk about the bond that they that they have. Um, so yeah. between the additions, things are quite curious, as you can imagine at this point. <laughs> um, the bond seems to form in the context of the Grey Render adopting the intelligent creature. Its own lack of intelligence making it a fierce ally but with consequences. Uh, sometimes the adoptee is in fact unwilling, <laughs> but does not matter to the render at all. <laughs> so it will follow and protect regardless. Uh, in fact, even if its master uh, attacks it, uh, it will uh, simply retreat and return without um, any hard feelings. And now I say master uh, because that is a term consistently used in the 5e lore, but it is at odds with the previous editions, which 
are what introduced the idea of the gray render adopting the intelligent creature. Uh, so I think that's a bad change. I think it's it's kind of silly to like say, hey, they want to bond and kind of adopt an intelligent creature and protect them. And then the shift goes to that intelligent creature is now their master, you know, to 5e. And you're like, why? Like, why Why is the dynamic suddenly changed? You already had a really fun creature. So I have uh, decided I'm not going to refer to master from here on forth. <laughs> here forward, it's going to be bond. It's the bond. Because um, I, th I think it's just troubling and it's just, it's stupid. It's not fun. Yeah. A lot of this is kind of troubling. Like, how yeah. does this creature define an intelligent creature <laughs> that's a good question right i maybe they just think humanoid creatures are intelligent who knows <laughs> they certainly guess, don't they certainly don't give us specifically that. intelligent yeah. like how is it going to know before it forms a bond that it's right. it's an intelligent creature like right i like the idea of like a gray render and a hawk like just <laughs> There's gotta be a there's gonna be a comic strip in that. <laughs> yeah, or just like, like a good... render at it again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it could very well be. I mean, there's the, it's it's extremely fiercely loyal, but there's also this this like over uh, or this lurking um, fickleness to to this uh, creature. Yeah, it seems as well. So or like a like a like a tabby like a tabby the cats are very intelligent. Well, that's see, that's where that's where my brain is with this creature. It is it's a stray cat that picks its 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 friend <laughs> and knows that this friend can offer it more. Like it know it finds a human and knows it can be fed by said human and will do whatever it can to like you know just hang out with the human or like drop some food off for it or you know. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's protect the, that's the theory way. on how we do domesticated dogs, right? Like so. There you go. That, that, this is kind of what this is. It's a wild dog or, or cat that's capable of being domesticated. Uh, in fact, it wants to be. It wants to domesticate itself in a weird way. <laughs> so right, right. Well, so um. <laughs> so I, I think dog is probably more apt because you can domesticate mm -hmm. dogs where you can tame cats. You can't domesticate right. a cat. Cat will just do whatever the fuck it wants at any right. time. But a dog is loyal. Well, let's. I mean. It just could be cat dog because let's let's we're gonna get into the chaos part, which is more cat like. I think. Uh, well, I guess it could be dog like, but uh, we'll see. Um, <laughs> right, right. Take, take me there. <laughs> so the render. Um, so when it finds this intelligent creature, it wishes to bond with. It sings to it, which is to say, it makes a weird warbling sort of cry while scratching at the earth and showing, uh, and basically creates a show of humility and submission. Uh, which is basically the 5e description, um, the humility and uh, submission uh, part in particular, which I think is probably what they put in to line up with the whole master thing. Um, yeah, they're choosing words really, really poorly here. Yeah, like yeah, they really are. Submission. Yeah. Humility. I mean, I don't think they used submission, or maybe it was okay. maybe, maybe they didn't use humility. They used one of them, I think, and I I just added some more into. I don't know, right. make it feel less icky, but um, the. <laughs> Uh, so once bonded, the render will never, ever willingly cause harm to the bond. This is very, very particular wording. Willing being the operative word. Um, so when hunting, for example, they will happily lie in wait and spring a trap and then attack in a murderous rampage. Only the bond is avoided when it comes to collateral damage. So it will it will go into a murderous rampage, but it still has this little thing in the back of its head saying, don't hurt, don't hurt the bond. Um uh, 
now they also uh maybe won't listen if they're told to stay and so they will follow their bond into a situation that becomes more dangerous with its presence so it's not really a master scenario here um it's just kind of like stay okay nope follow um they might also accidentally uh, destroy um a bond's house which was one of the options that could happen because uh, they are also just as likely to burrow a hole in the side of a boat, not realizing that it's not Earth. Um, <laughs> they could simply attack someone. This is 100% someone. based on somebody's golden retriever or something. <laughs> like they will, they will simply sometimes attack someone out of jealousy for its bond. <laughs> just what you talking to my bond? Oh no, no, no! Yeah, um, this, this sounds exactly <laughs> like one of the guys I grew up with. Scott. Yeah, stay. And then he would turn around, and the dog would just follow him. Yeah, and he turn back around. The dog would sit back down in a new position, like five feet closer. Um. And then it is also described that it will sometimes return home with a fresh kill, like a cat with a rat or a bird. Um, oh, right. Uh, who knows, uh, you know, um, who knows what else it might have killed too, though. <laughs> like, I, I put the cat in, with the rat and the bird there, but like, who knows what it would right. bring home? It could be anything. Right. It, like, drops <laughs> like a dragonborn on your, on your <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because the night before you were, you were ripping about how the, the potion vendor gave you a raw deal. <laughs> He just drops right. the potion vendor off. There you go. Um, uh, tie your you tie your gray render out front of the tavern when you go in for a pint. Come out yeah. in a fist fight. <laughs> uh, no, the point of this is that uh, they are hugely unpredictable, or they have a hugely unpredictable side, I should say. Um, and uh, you know, so uh, be wary if you get adopted by a gray render. Uh, now, here's a little fun part. I did. I do appreciate this this little bit, and uh, we have a a, a roll table. Uh, James, pull out a d12, will you? Surely, surely you got one in, in arm's reach. Oh, I put him on the spot, Actually, guys. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, do, I, do. I got, I got my Kraken ooze dice. Nice, right nice. Um, All right. So twelve. This is uh, this is for quirks on the, a gray render quirks. So any render might have a series of these. Some of these are just stuff we've already talked about. Some of them are kind of fun. So why don't you roll me a d twelve and tell me what you got? I got a six. A six. Um, brings offerings of meat to its bonded creature. Yeah, we covered that. Roll me, roll me another one. <laughs> it's actually on the fucking table. It's on the table, yeah. <laughs> Despite it being in the lore, it's also on the table. There's a couple of those. Uh, that one's a nine. Nine. Howls when it rains. <laughs> Sounds like a dog. <laughs> Give me one more. Eleven. Eleven. Bring bur uh, Barry's treasure it finds. <laughs> I like that. That would that. Just like, be frustrating. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's good. There's a couple other ones that are fun. Just like hates horses or other mounts. Um, uh, roars loudly when the bonnet creature is touched by another creature. That's the jealousy one. Um, compulsively digs up the ground. Attacks carts and wagons as if they're terrible monsters. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's just like, <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, my, my favorite one is number 12. Chases birds leaping into the air to catch them, heedless of the discretion it causes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, wow. Just leaping. Never take it to the aviary. <laughs> right. <laughs> it might be in trouble. Um, I actually, so there's there's one on here. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll try and... I think we could legally post this on our. Yeah, Instagram. I'm sure we'll, we can. we'll throw this up. We'll, we'll throw this up on the gram, for those of you uh, 
who, who follow that. But there's one here that says uproots and shoes on trees. And if we take a look back at our three and four E art, it looks yep. like it's been on a rampage for that <laughs> yeah. particular one. Three E one. He's he's not even rampaging. He's just having a snack. That's <laughs> right. The tree having a snack. And but I bet you I bet you this one though, it likes horses. You know why? Because there are known to be bark eating horses. <laughs> <laughs> There's your callback. For uh, might be one of the earliest callbacks uh, I have ever done. Um, <laughs> wow! I don't old... even remember what episode that was. That was, was that, that was tree ants. I'm quite sure it tree was tree ants. ants. Episode okay. number three. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because there was some gnarly shit in that episode, <laughs> in that research. Oh uh, god. Um, yeah. So that's it. That's that's gray renders. Pretty straightforward, flavorful in an odd way. Um, but I, I think they're fun. I I really hate that D and D kind of just made them all back and forth and did them all weird. But they did them dirty a bit. But I think there's still something really fun there. Yeah, I wonder why they're redesigned like that. But oh well. Uh, speaking of chasing birds, we are sitting here with a another delicious oh, no. black male <laughs> stout, which uh, which which is iconography is the raven of old one eye. So uh, this this is the bird that I'm chasing in my free time. <laughs> That was so brutal. <laughs> I, as soon as you said bird, I knew we were going to. It was like, I just pictured the bird on the can without even looking at it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You old blackmail stout. Loyal fan of, of Encounter This. All right. Let's, uh, let's see how this creature works, shall we? Um, the old mechanics. Let's do it. Now, for a... Random, un- unpredictable, but uh, somewhat friendly destruction machine. What kind of CR do you think we're looking at? Since it's pretty much just a nine-foot-tall retriever, I'm going to say like six. <laughs> uh, it is six, if you times it by two. Okay. That's, that's 12. <laughs> right. Okay. That is way higher than I feel like this already deserves to right? be. Right? <laughs> Uh, something exciting about the fact that it's a CR-12 destruction machine. Um, so it is large, as I said earlier. Uh, AC of 19, natural armor, uh, alignment, chaotic neutral, something they've added in multi uh, Monsters of the Multiverse we may have covered before is in parentheses, it says typically, so they don't, they're kind of like trying to coax you into not being locked into those alignments. Um, it uh, has... Because to begin with. <laughs> Uh, 189 HP, or if you want to roll for it, 18d10 plus 90, 30 foot speed on the land, no DR or DI or CI to speak of, uh, dark vision, uh, they got a little boost to perception, uh, and, uh, with a plus two, they have a plus eight to strength and plus nine to con for saving throws. And, uh, again, another thing that's included in Monsters of the Multiverse is they actually tell you what the proficiency bonus is. This has really changed. You can you can backtrack that pretty easy if you know your proficiency bonuses, uh, but it is a plus four. So you can see it, you know, deliberately reflected yeah. in the strength. So if we look at the ability scores, it's a 19 with a plus four. They have a plus uh, eight strength saving throw. So you know you're getting a proficiency bonus to that. Same thing with the con, uh, so on and so forth. 
So the intelligence of this creature is is down to that that base animal of three with a minus four. Um, everything else is pretty low as well. All the all the sorry, I got I got I got to stop you. I you, I don't think you add proficiency bonuses to your base stats. You add them plus your ability modifier to get your skills if you're proficient in a skill or an attack roll. It's saving I throws as well. It, and saving throws, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's is not is that not what I said? Yeah, right. yeah. Sorry, the way you phrased it, it sounded like you oh. were adding it directly to the to the the ability score here. But now I see you were you were talking about the ability score, maybe a modifier, plus the yeah. efficiency bonus to get to the um, correct. The, yeah, the saving yeah. Throw. yeah. I okay. may have worded that okay. funny, and if yeah. I did, or, I don't apologize. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dealt with. Uh, but I do like having the proficiency bonus there. It's nice not to have to do the math if yeah. I don't if I don't yeah. want to. Yeah, uh, instead of having to look in two out. different places and do a quick bath, you can just go, oh, it's that. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh uh, but yeah. Um so they have no special abilities of any kind. Uh, there is a, another restructuring in the stat blocks a bit, uh, where they, they go to they don't just do like abilities and actions anymore. Uh they also have to like reactions are separate and stuff. So they've kind of like recategorized a bit. So they have no abilities um no passives or anything like that but they do uh, uh have multi-attack under their actions so they do one bite and two claws um okay. i'm guessing because of their power and somewhat their size uh they have a plus eight to hit for the bite it's 2d 12 plus four piercing and if a target is medium or smaller it's a dc dc 16 strength save or be knocked prone just from just from a bite attack um that's such a weird modifier and a bite attack like you mm. ever been bit so hard you fell over yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, <laughs> but they do that with wolves too. Um, but it, it's I, I don't know if it's because so they, cause they wolves pounce are biting on you. your leg. What, well, they okay. would also bite your leg. True. true this true, true. is a nine foot tall creature that's mm-hmm. not going to bite your leg. I yeah. guess it's probably going to reach down, bite you, and then drop you out of its mouth. I Maybe, guess. yeah. I also think it's going to try and bowl you over a bit. And here's why uh, it's because of the claw. So the claw comes into this as well. So it's also a plus eight to hit. However, it does have a 10-foot reach, um, and it's 2d8 plus 4 slashing, uh, but it does an additional 2d6 bludgeoning if the target is prone. So it'll kind of bowl you over while biting you, I guess, and then start clawing, and you get, it gets extra damage in if you get knocked prone. Uh, and it's not its not a very seamless <laughs> order of operations here, especially with one, no. one of them being 10-foot. No. The, one, the one that needs to be prone is a 10-foot. It doesn't, yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> this doesn't make uh, sense to me at all. <laughs> Uh, worth quickly noting too, just just on top of it, is that um, uh, they actually reduced the bludgeoning damage, the additional bludgeoning damage, um, uh, w- when mul- monsters in the multiverse. It used to be three d six, now it's two d six. So they, they nerfed it. I don't, I don't understand. Is uh, okay, so maybe maybe it's further down the stat block, but why is this a CR twelve? Like, it hits hard, but it doesn't hit that hard. Yeah, but it's hitting a lot. I don't know. Hits three times per turn. Oh, and well, it's also got a reaction here. So anytime okay. the render takes damage, it can use a reaction to make one claw attack. Again, that's 10-foot reach. That kind of matters a bit. Um, to any any random target except for its bond master, it says in the step block. So, um, so yeah, anything in the 10-foot reach, it'll be random, though. So it could be it's it's basically going on its rampage which you know this is where i, I would I would have expected an ability like murderous rampage is an ability and like it sure would, it would cause that but they've they've just restructured it um as such um but yeah so it's uh it, you don't know which way it's going to swing if you attack it um other than it's not going to attack its bond 
and then otherwise it's just swinging and biting, swinging and biting. And that, that additional damage could add up. Like if it, whether it makes a whole lot of sense, if you just follow the structure of that, it's it's a bite, probably knock you down. So 2d12 plus four, and then a yeah. slash slash, which is going to be 2d8 plus four plus 2d6 on each of those slashes. So it's that's a yeah. lot in one go. It's 54 um, um, max. Max would be 54 damage. Okay. Um. Yeah, and in, in yeah, one yeah, turn, okay. I mean, I guess. And I, I guess, guess it's yeah, assuming that you have uh, have a leader with it or like some other. Uh, right, it's not creature. on its own. Yeah, it's definitely not on its yeah, own. Yeah, so I'm wondering if they're factoring that into the stat block as mm. well. I mean, I, and despite I guess... how, despite the fact that this, this creature wouldn't be strategic, but it would have a built-in strategy of protect the bond. So, mm-hmm. um. Whatever there might be some randomness to it, but it would have a sense of direction. If someone's going after the bond, it's going to turn tail and head that direction, you know. Um, Or maybe it's intelligent enough to recognize that the wizard at the back is attacking the bond, and so it's going to beeline through the group and hit the squishy. Um, It is definitely not that intelligent. Yeah, even as I was saying it, I didn't believe myself. (laughs) Yeah. So. Uh, the only reason I can think of this being a CR twelve, like again, it hits like a truck. Don't get me wrong; I'm not, mm. I'm not discounting that. But it also has 19 AC and 189 hit points, it's not and a that lot is a level twelve frustrating yeah. combination. Yeah, well, it's not, but it's very hard to hit, mm-hmm. or it will be difficult to hit. And it does have for for it being very difficult to hit, it has a lot of HP. So mm-hmm. normally you go one way or the other. Um, so they hit it a lot and you know, it, it's a damage sponge or they don't hit it very often and it's not, and it's a glass cannon. Right. And the yeah. reason is this just becomes frustrating for the players because it's going to be hard to hit. And when they do hit it, they're not like, like what is a level 12 fighter going to be doing? You know, 24 points of damage mm-hmm. on one attack, you know, yeah. like call it, call you know it what 50, this needs? like it'll probably hit as hard. You know what this is? It needs a murderous rampage ability where if the bomb gets hit, that's when it goes into a murderous rampage. And then that murderous rampage yeah. lowers its AC, grants it temp HP, and then uh, increases its damage. You know? You could just... Uh, you and like just that lasts for a, one I turn mean, or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then if you don't attack would... the bond again, it just goes back to, to its usual... It's normal rampage instead of the murderous one. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's great. Or you could just throw the rage mechanic on it from the barbarian and just give it exactly rage. what I'm thinking. So any, yeah, anybody attacking it has advantage. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's like it's like rage, but triggered by the attacking of someone else. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. I, I think that would. I don't think that would change this creature really all that much. You know, you don't really up would. the damage die or whatever, but you just mm-hmm. you, you change how it hits. It has yeah. everybody has advantage essentially. Mm-hmm. Like add start adding its proficiency bonus now that we have it readily available to its damage. So instead of plus fours, you're doing plus eights on top of your rolls. Like that right. would be enough to like to make it a little bit more intimidating, you know. But so, so I'm not I'm not worried about it being intimidating. Like I'm not concerned about it not like again, fifty-four is is decent. Like at yeah. max damage, this is gonna hit like a truck. I'm not super yeah. worried about that. What I'm concerned about is is how long this combat is gonna take because mm-hmm. you're not just fighting this creature. You're fighting yep. something else. You know, How about this? Be a hawk or a wizard. How about this? What if what if what if we take the quirks table? <laughs> Bear with me here. <laughs> and when you roll on that, <laughs> you find a way to incorporate incorporate it into this creature. So 
say say you roll a three and uh that is likes to snuggle <laughs> now this creature has a crushing hug attack similar to the anise hag <laughs> where it, it actually tries to grab you and pull you in um howls in the rain giving it give it a piercing scream ability that's like you know a, a, a cone or or an uh, um all around you kind of thing like the banshee um you know Compulsively digs. Just give it burrow. <laughs> just give it burrow. Oh man, how crazy yeah. would that be? This large creature just suddenly burrowing. That would be that'd be fucking metal as hell. Now I'm in. Just give it a burrow speed, and yes. that fixes this yeah. creature for me. Chases birds. If you're an Aarakocra or, or a Kenku, you're fucked. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um, I'm already loving this. Oh, number five is actually really good. Um, you we you could go into a, a catabolopus direction because it has terrific oh, eye-watering yeah. flatulence <laughs> so it's, right. it stinks real bad um oh man that would be way more fun make the quirks mechanics go down that route. yeah yeah I, I dig that yeah and that and then and then it feels a bit more like a pet that's adopted you <laughs> at the same time you know yeah, and <laughs> it, it really feels does. like a more rounded creature like mm-hmm. both between the lore and the stat block i feel like this was just like a product of necessity you know they needed right. something in that cr12 range that was a brick shit house yeah and that's that's what this creature is like filled a void don't get me wrong this is not going to be an easy combat between the ac19 and the 189 hp or mm-hmm. e- if you max out your hp like that's so much more yeah so this isn't going to be an easy combat Plus, you've got something more intelligent, like ideally a controller, maybe a, a druid. But you know, at the very least, I don't know, like a wolf, I guess. What, mm-hmm. what is what is the most intelligent beast out there? Yeah. I have no idea. A bird of some yeah, kind. So. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, Pro- probably a raptor or a wolf or something. Mm. But or saber tooth cat i i don't know but <laughs> uh, at the very minimum you're fighting two creatures and if one of them is a glass cannon or a controller or you know um, mm-hmm. some some other bat like a support battlefield role essentially yeah like this could be a long fucking combat like i just had another idea combat. too if it's if you roll the quirk attacks carts and wagons as if they're terrible monsters this could be the smallest creature with the siege monster ability where it, it damn it, <laughs> where it can actually break can break through the town wall with ease. <laughs> Next campaign you run, I want siege mechanics to actually come in play because I've never in my years heard of siege mechanics coming into play just naturally. Same. You either force them in or the campaign is but this, built around. This it. would almost make it easier to work with, wouldn't it? Like you have because you're always dealing with a gargantuan creature that has like siege stuff, right? Yep. And they just throw it in because it's obvious it's going to do more damage to the structures because it's so I mean, goddamn large but this is just even a with large the chases creature. birds you, right you could add the siege mechanics in there <laughs> oh man yep yeah. uh well we we made this creature fun <laughs> fun for us anyway no, no thanks to wizards <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i mean <laughs> that's mechanics in a nutshell uh the only i mean technically um like uh I'd, like i would go a hundred percent the weird massive hairless great cat that has adopted me approach like that's that's a no-brainer um yeah technically that makes it a homebrew in 5e but not not that many 5e people care um and uh and yeah just none of that master bullshit and then just yeah just get into this some idiosyncrasies and that quirks list and just use that for some flavor 
Um, this could this could very well be a creature that you use in a in a one or two person campaign. This is like your your NPC, and they got to deal with the chaos of, oh. of the gray render. But it it's also a really good kind of like beefy backup boy for uh, having a lack of players. I mean, you might have to play with the right. CR a bit, but yeah. Yeah, this is your wizard's familiar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be difficult to like bring bring down the CR just by dropping the the damages and stuff and the stats. And then, yeah, maybe you find a young one in the forest and it bonds to you and then you watch it grow over the campaign. Don't tell them what it is, though, like surprise them. <laughs> Every time you level up, it gains a new quirk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Did you ever God. see the Tick Cartoon oh, show? God. No, oh, only a little bit. Only like okay. clips here and there. Yeah. yeah. So at, at one point he finds a dog in the Amazon and he brings it back to New York with him. And he calls okay. it speak because it speaks to him in like his dreams and stuff. <laughs> uh, but they find out like a half season later that it's actually just a capybara. He's <laughs> <laughs> been, been carting the, the world's largest rodent around with him as like a little chihuahua those, oh this God, whole that's time. That's funny. <laughs> that's that's what i imagine with this gray render like you just describe it and they're just like all right that's fucking weird and nobody knows what it is until yeah. like like eighth or ninth level or you get to a big city and somebody's like whoa what the yeah yep pretty much i've been doing it I, I i think creatures like this are just fun even if it's not you could reskin this any way you any way you like to like there's nothing yeah, 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 nothing sure. like relying on being this big gray thing you know, <laughs> that's kind of what why I'm disappointed by it is yeah. because there's no defining mechanic or characteristic. Maybe just... if we dive into the yogi, we'll get more. Maybe, but uh, I wouldn't hold yeah. anyone's breath. Well, you heard it here, folks. Freeman's next episode, Neogi. Why not? <laughs> I got nothing lined up. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not going to hold him to that, but uh, you, you guys can. You know where to find us. Uh, you can shoot him a message on Instagram at encounter.pod. You can hit us both up on facebook.com backslash encounterpod, Twitter at encounterpod, uh, unchartednorth.com backslash discord. If you want to jump into our discord and, and yell at us directly, you can do that. If uh, you like the show, you can find it at. Uh, nope. Nope, that's not how that line goes. I wanted to order because I'm a fool. Uh, if you like the show, you can help us produce them at patreon.com backslash Uncharted North. $5 a month will get you a handwritten thank you letter and a theme button. Some stickers, some other goodies, whatever we have on hand. $10 a month, you can suggest a creature. So if you want to make sure Freeman doesn't go next, uh, you can... Or Neogi. <laughs> I always called them Nagoi in my head. Uh, so if you want to make sure Freeman does the Neogi next, uh, it'll only cost you 10 bucks a month. And that you'll also get a discount shop for our merch store when that gets updated and up and running. If you want to see what we have available currently, uh, you can find it at unchartednorth.com backslash shop. If you want to see the show notes that we used to produce this, maybe some extra, uh, some of the images, you can find that uh, all on our website at uh, encounterthis.ca or unchartednorth.com, however, however you want to get there. If you have a second, if you could hit the subscribe button down below if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, if you could rate and review on your platform of choice, that would be uh, just choice. But Thank you for listening, and we hope the start of 2023 has been as good to you as other years, if not better, I guess. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'm losing <laughs> these actors. Well, you've been doing them for over three years. <laughs> Change to YouTube and merge companies, and it just fucks my whole flow up. Oh, God. Oh, man. Okay. That's that. 
see you in two weeks with the next most episode, which will be still being determined. <laughs> no, I know what I'm doing. I just, oh, okay. I, I didn't know how to reference it without giving it away. So, uh, um, to TBD. Yeah. TBA. Yeah, yeah, you'll find out in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And then you can tell me what a better, better hint would have been. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can. Oh, when you think of a better segue, you can throw throw some shade at me in the Discord. Ooh. There's was, your hint. For the that week. was your hint. Okay. Yeah. At him, not me. Yeah. <laughs> Twitter or the Discord. <laughs> we don't check the Facebook. We're millennials. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Over. creatures, for listening, and we will be back in two weeks with the next one. See you, friends.